0: to this special presentation of the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. The first ever special presentation. I'm not even going to do the Patreon link thing. You guys know that. I'm not even going to do the five star thing. You guys know that too. Jake Christie is with me. Jake, how are you?
1: I'm super excited and I'm so happy for you that you are able to make this happen.
0: Yes, yes. And as people know, the hashtag has been washed agenda for the longest. I have been supporting... This this agenda, not only the agenda, but also the the state of being as a human being, as you get a little older, you, you, you kind of feel a little achy. And I support these people. And I, I've been looking to try and embrace this as I have gotten older. I've been looking for a person to talk to who would understand these things better than anyone and there is really only one person who we could talk to, and I am pleased to present to you. He is a columnist at the Miami Herald. He is the general manager of Greg's Lobos, <laughs> the PFPI gala, gala, however you want to put it. Every Tuesday, he tickles your fancies on the Levitard Show, our favorite show killer. His name is Greg Cody. Greg... I am pleased to welcome to you, welcome you to the program. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, and
2: and that was a very generous introduction. Uh, you you said it just the way I wrote it for you, and I
0: really appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Greg. I can't tell you how much this is an honor and a pleasure. And I think before we get into any of the uh, getting into any of the hashtag wash agenda stuff, I want to talk to you about your. Your, your, just a little bit, just a little bit about your, your comic book collection in your garage. Your garage is something famously talked about as, uh, as kind of your fortress of solitude. Right. What kind of, what kind of books you got in there? You know, it, it's funny, uh,
2: preparing, uh, for, for this show, I went into my garage and, uh, investigated and unearthed my comic book collection from, I would say my comic book years were mid '60s until very mm-hmm. early '70s, um, and and I'm I, I reacquainted with some of the uh, just the the milestone of my childhood was comic books. I, I just adored them, and I hadn't looked at these in years and years, and I was astonished to notice that uh, most of the, the the price tag on almost all of them is twelve cents. Which struck me as weird, you know. You think it would either be a dime or, or that rounded up to fifteen cents. It it struck me Mm -hmm. as weird that they were like uh, just picking one at random here. Doctor Strange, this is a twelve cent comic book, you know. Which just it's weird. I don't know. um, Incredible. Yeah, these are. uh, This was fun doing this because uh, you know I had them in uh, wrapped in a plastic bag and then put in a in a plastic container and, uh, we, we try to treat them pretty well, but, uh, they're certainly not, you know, mint condition, but, um, I suspect, uh, some of them have probably, um, gone up in
0: value from 12 cents to, uh, maybe a quarter. I don't know. (laughs) No, No, I think the funny, I mean, you never know, but, uh, (laughs) I think there is, there is definitely a chance that, especially with the popularity of what marvel is today that it could definitely be something that hey, you, you actually really never know you may i mean go to an appraisal I, and get some.
1: howard some has mentioned that. that i don't know what how much you have but howard has mentioned that he had to get his comics appraised when he got uh home insurance because they're they can't be uh re- they they have to be separately valued. And I'm curious if you went to, a, not that you have to, but if you went to an appraiser, you might have some, uh, you might not, I, I mean, AC said it best when he said, you never know. Everything I just said has been useless because that's really what it is.
2: <laughs> you do never know. Uh, I do, uh, I'm showing an, another Marvel comic here. This is X-Men. Um, Ooh. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty neat. I, I was all over the map with my comic book collection, but the two things I did as a kid were comic books and baseball cards, you know, and um okay i I have gone online and and looked up like, do I have any value in my baseball card collection? I have not done that yet with the comic
0: books, but I should you've inspired me to uh to do just that, no, I think you should, and I remember there was an episode, I think it was earlier this year uh when you were on Dan's show, and you were talking about the whole appraisal thing and the mid condition thing it was a whole funny bit that went yeah. on for, went on for a bit, but you should definitely do that. I, I, I mean, I see, I see that X-Men one right there and the strange tales, Dr. Strange. And it's like, it's right in my wheelhouse of stuff that uh, when I was presented with a big book, uh, look at that. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. What goodness. number is that? Just out of curiosity, I can look the, it up the now.
0: plague of the locust. Wow. That sounds
2: scary. Um, Ooh. This is um, where's the number? I don't even
0: know where. Probably it is. should it's, it should probably be on the left top, uh, the top left corner. Usually, like by the yeah, price, it, it should though. say the issue number. It just
1: says huh? Yeah. It, well, um, I found I found it. I, I found it without the number. I looked it up by Plague of the Locust. Um, okay. And where is it? Did I have the year right? Like what year would this comic? Well, I have see. Been? So,
0: I saw. I saw. Uh, Plague of the Locust. That's a let's see.
1: This September is, uh,
0: 1966. Wow. 66.
2: Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm estimating almost all of these are like mid to late 60s with a little bit of dip into the early 70s when I should seen
1: have been. $60 on this, by the way. $60 uh, is, yeah, 60 wow. for this one. I can retire, finally. <laughs> it's it's <Okay>. X-Men. <laughs> X- <laughs> yes. It's X-Men number 24 is what it is, which, I mean, okay. that's pff- – that's, yeah, we're
0: talking, we're talking like right at the, right at the beginning. That's great. Oh my yeah. goodness, and, and Greg. This is
2: actually in pretty darn good condition. Some of them aren't. Uh, I, I have hundreds of comic books and I pulled out a few dozen uh, representative, re, representative of my comic book interest at the time. Uh, but uh, they're not all in mint condition. You know, some of them are, the covers are thrown off and some of them I, you know, doodled all over it and, you know you don't know when you're right yeah i mean
1: but for some fans those doodles might be worth a lot you know for a certain fan who's also on the podcast with me
0: (laughs) it's a you know it it could it could be a thing i i I will ask you this greg so when it comes to what your comic book fandom was if you could take us back a little bit what do you remember about the fact that you have all these issues kind of tells me that you were you were into it to a certain degree at a time so if you could Yeah, I was extremely into it. Um
2: I, and and the the thing that surprised like I say I, I haven't looked at my comic book collection in years. And the thing that I found out that I hadn't remembered is that I was all over the map. I mean, here's a, you know, here's a, a Jughead comic book. Um classic <laughs> classics. classics. Uh, <laughs> Boris Karloff. <Carlisle>. <laughs> you know, the Rob wow. Sherlock the Twilight oh, wow. Zone, okay. You know? I didn't even remember *Twilight Zone* had a comic. Whoa. book. you know. So, uh, Neither I was, did I. This is yeah. This is I mean, it, amazing. It's, it's crazy. Here's a here's a Bob Hope comic book, which I I had no <laughs> memory of. Um, so, you know what? I went into um, I went in, into a drugstore with my pocket full of change and probably bought three or four <laughs> twelve cent comics at a time. And I got home and I just dove into them. And at the time it was a a real fantasy for me uh, i would say my most popular comic book growing up was the um you know the combat comic book um and this this you mm. know sergeant rock um <laughs> captain savage and the leathernecks um it, it it's amazing <laughs> the leathernecks and, yeah and and some of the uh the ads on the back are also pretty fun to uh to to relive uh I was the kind of kid who inspired by comic books and war comic books I would buy <clears throat> I would send away for those little army little plastic army men that were like an inch and a half tall green army men and you would get like a set mm-hmm. of 5000 soldiers and tanks and everything for like at the time like 3.99 or something you know so that was uh comic books are a, a big part of uh my childhood, I would say, and and probably inspired my writing in some way as well, because, uh, you know, when you have to tell a story in, in tiny little panels with with just a few words mm-hmm. in them, uh, it it uh, forces you to be concise and, and really advance a story with very little space. So that was interesting to me.
0: Well, you can make the argument when it comes to. Everything that you have gone through in terms of your fandom and the way that you explained it to us just now, it, you might say that's how it was back in your day. <laughs> well put. that has been exactly waiting to right. do that. He's um, been
1: waiting to do it.
2: <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're entirely right. And I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't know whether comic books are still thriving as an industry. I don't know whether they're still as popular yes. as they were. You know, I don't know whether this was the heyday of of comic books uh or or whether that heyday is today. I, I
0: really have sort of lost track with that part of my childhood.
2: You
0: know. Mm-hmm. I think I think the best way to describe it now is yes and no, because mm-hmm. as somebody who reads too, there is I think more of with the movies coming out now and the fact that they become so popular yeah. that there is a a desire for a lot of fans to go back and look and and, and read some of these comics as well. I think it's not as lucrative for the creators, uh, so to speak, in a lot of ways because there's a lot of instances where, you know, Marvel will release a movie and it will take like a direct adaptation from a particular book or a particular story. Right. And then the creators will be kind of, you know, looking for a little something off of it. And let's just say they don't get paid too much off of that right. part. So I think there there is, a, there is a good portion of it and a bad portion of it at the same time. But I think there is definitely a desire for people yeah. to read now that these movies have become so relevant in pop culture today as they are. I also sure. think
1: that there are probably fewer total people buying comic books, but the people who buy comic books buy more comic books than they ever had before. Like, okay. it, like, like so many things, whereas now like every hobby is something that people get like really into. I don't think that there are like people just occasionally buying a comic book in the drugstore anymore, it's someone who will, like, go to a comic book store and get, like, 25 comics because they need to catch up on everything. And that's, yeah. it, like I said, the way every hobby is now, kind of.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm noticing I have a preponderance of DC Comics, which I think was the arch rival of Marvel at the at We the time.
1: We're not, we're easygoing. Uh, we're a group, we're, we're both very easygoing nerds, so yes. there's no offense taken in any of that.
0: Yeah. No, I actually in in fact if anything like Batman probably is like top 3 for me. It's Batman, Spider-Man and Wolverine were like my 3 okay. growing up. So So yeah, those I, were the I those was, were the uh, three that, that were with me.
2: I was I was heavily into uh you know Batman and Superman of course and uh I, this is another spin-off that uh, I'd forgotten was even in a comic uh, Lois lane um comic book. Uh, right yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the classics,
2: you know, what's what's funny guys is that, um, Mm -hmm. and, and I, this is the same with, with my, um, baseball card collection, which I still have, but never look at, you know, back then, this is like a back in my day back then you didn't buy this as a collectible. You didn't think, wow, I wonder what this Mm -hmm. is going to be worth in 40 years. You know, you just bought them to read. And I'm honestly surprised that I even kept them, Uh, you know, probably my older brother or my one of my parents told me I should or something. But, um, uh, you know, back then it was just enjoyable, you know, and I think for a lot of kids of of my generation, the comic book sort of it didn't teach you to read, but it certainly gave you an appreciation for reading. You know, it was like the almost like the entree into reading was the comic book, which is
0: pretty valuable, I think. And also, you, as you said, I think it, it inspired your creativity overall to, to go into writing, too. Because I do feel like as somebody who who writes poetry and who writes uh, other things uh, when it comes to pop culture uh, for this particular space, I think it provided that for me, too. It's like a different type of avenue as opposed to you just, you know, read. You know, I mean, you can read books and enjoy books, but I think there's just something specific about seeing these these certain characters come to life. And also, as I've gotten older, kind of looking into the people who write these things, their personalities, and what makes them tick. It's just a lot of interesting stuff that when you're a kid, you may not understand, but you get to see, as especially now as an adult, you, you get a better understanding of where that type of stuff comes from. And to your point, it's a greater appreciation of it overall, for sure.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh it it's sort of a portal of uh for the imagination, you know. You like like I had a fascination with the army the combat books and I have no idea why. My dad served in World War Two. Maybe that was stirred my imagination or something, but um you know, who knows why you you attach yourself to a certain genre of comic, but uh the the war comics, the you know, Sergeant Rock and Captain Savage and all those guys, uh <laughs> I don't know. They there's just something that you know, I don't want to fight in a war, but it's kind of fun to read about somebody else fighting in a war. So let's do it.
0: No, I mean, it's great to live vicariously through the experiences of a fictional character, for sure. Uh, it, it Absolutely. In, in any type of case. Now, Greg, I got to admit, while the comic book portion was one of the reasons that we wanted to bring you on, specifically for me, and I can only talk about me in this case. <laughs> I've been looking to kind of understand, and every time, and it, and it's funny. Like I, I could give you so many references. As each Tuesday, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mailman. That's my day job. Nice. And so I'll be, I'll be out there delivering, and I know it's a Greg Cody Tuesday, so I'm tuned in. I'm ready to go. I don't care. I don't care what any of those dudes over. At the Clevelander have to say about you getting on you that you old and stuff, and then that and then that that one time, uh, Dominique Fox Worthless oh yeah, try to say something, say something out, out of pocket about you. Right. Listen, I I am a staunch defender. I am a advocate for you, and also at the same time, I am somebody who wants to learn from you. Because I consider you the hashtag washed King. Wow, you are the you are. you are the king of being washed. And I'm trying to get to where you are. I
1: just want to give context quickly. Greg, you understand yeah, this sure. man Go ahead, Jake. talks about being washed all the time. In anything we watch, he'll find the old man character and be like, man, I was feeling that when his knees hurt. I was... And keep in mind, this is a man in his mid-30s. But the thing is, he spiritually wants to be washed. He feels the washness. And so the delight that came over him when we learned you were coming on, because as he put it to me, he's a Padawan and you're the Jedi master. and He wants to learn from you.
2: <laughs> wow. <clears throat> well, thank you. I mean, I, 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 am I'm, I'm bad at taking a compliment. I'm, I'm, uh, I live on in the self-deprecation lane, but that's, uh, that's very gratifying to hear. And I'm going to keep annoying you by showing you random comic books, uh, every once in a while. No, just too, what, uh... son
0: of Tarzan! <laughs>
2: to exercise my collection here. Um, all of my comic books weren't, uh, super serious. You know, I went to, probably when I was younger than 10, uh, I, I did have all of my, uh, you know, ridiculous kid stuff type comic books as well. <laughs> um,
1: Incredible.
2: But um, yeah, you know, I I get that a lot from, um, you know, from middle-aged people and older people who sort of relate to me and, and they appreciate that I'm doing what I'm doing at, at my age. And in my own podcast, uh, the, the Greg Cody Show, my son, Christopher, is like a co-host and producer with me and people seem to like that the father-son dynamic you know because we're a very yes. honest father and son and he rags on me he makes fun of me all the time for being old and saying old phrases and but that's fine you know it, it's it's part of real life and uh, I, I enjoy sort of uh, being able to to grow grow, uh, grow old on
0: the air with my own son that's sort of a neat thing Oh, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to cut you, Greg, but you said the Greg Cody show. The Greg Cody show, who's that with? With Greg Cody, as a matter of fact.
2: That's, there you, that's man, the formal there you go. title. The there Greg Cody go. Show with Greg Cody. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I uh yeah, with I, Greg I, Cody, I, exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, here's how I came about that title. And uh I don't know that I've ever even told the mm-hmm. story on my own podcast, but um the Miami Herald Oh, uh, breaking news! It, it could be breaking news. The the Miami Herald wanted to give it a very generic sportsy name. They wanted to call it, you know. 305 sports or you know Miami just something just incredibly generic and my vision hmm. uh, of the podcast was always that it was going to ostensibly be a sports podcast but not really it was going to be personality driven and pop culture and all that and so uh this was just before the Super Bowl um just before the pandemic actually um in you know winter of 2020 And I was with Levitard at the time going over names of the podcast. And I gave him a couple of, you know, I told him Miami 305 sports and he groaned. And then I told him, what do you think of this? The Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. And he laughed out loud. And that that was all I needed because I was looking for, you know, he's always playing off the fact that, you know, allegedly I have like a big ego and I'm wearing a picture of myself on my Mm -hmm. t-shirt and blah, blah, blah. So that Mm -hmm. sort of played off that. And the the fact that he found it funny, he's a very good barometer for funny. So we just went with that. I keep getting, I, I keep telling Christopher, I want to change the name of the podcast to the Greg Cody Show with Chris Cody, but he doesn't want me to do it. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's ashamed That's of it. I don't know. Listen, man, it's. A... <laughs> it's, fun, no, I, think it's, it's I think we it's. I think it's tremendous it. as a as no as a, no as a listener as you uh, uh, of your of your show and shout out to Yeti who put this together today. Um. It's just it's so enjoyable to get more of what we get on Tuesdays Tuesdays with you so uh, so uh, yes I ha- I have many many a question so I'll start with I'll start with a simple one do you have a cheat snack like the type of one that you can't tell your wife about but you're gonna you're gonna just
1: make sure that you have your cheap snack whoa wow uh, for the listeners he's showing us a three Stooges comic <laughs> <laughs> this was,
2: <laughs> was great um a cheat snack yeah i mean yeah i'm 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 glad you're not seeing my my ample waistline here i have a lot of cheat snacks um i love <laughs> chicken wings i'm I glad love, you're
0: not seeing mine either <laughs> i love
2: pizza you know i love all the bad foods for mm-hmm. me um i ice cream i love i mean i'm i've just have terrible eating habits and, and my wife knows me so well, they're not secret, believe me. I mean, she knows, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I have too many cheat snacks. That's the problem, is that, um, you
0: know, if my Join cheat the club. snack was a salad, club.
2: you know, then, then we'd be getting somewhere,
0: but... <laughs> How about that? How about that? I think, you know, it's funny because as somebody, and I know that you love to cook, I love to bake, mm. and... Lately, I think one of the one of the things that's been a a little bit of a back and forth with my wife and I is like, do you need to bake every week? You know, (laughs) stuff like that. Like, you know, because I love making chocolate chip cookies. Um, I did a mean. uh, What was it? One of those. uh, I did a chocolate cake. I actually did. We picked apples a couple of weeks ago and I made an apple cake from the apples that we picked and it came out just just scrumptious and oh and, and, and amazing and scrumptious. stuff like that yes yeah, <laughs> um yeah and but the thing is there is that little back and forth it's like do you need to do this every week and i'm like it baking relaxes me it's just my thing and also i Great. do love a little bit of the sweets if you know what i'm saying that is uh yes. i'm envious because i
2: would say baking is the a genre of cooking that that i am not adept at i rarely bake same um you know, so I, I, I like to, you know, I make me some proteins. I like to, you know, uh cook a Boston bot on my big green egg and I make mm-hmm. a pretty mean uh yeah. gumbo. Yeah. You know, and the key mm-hmm. is the roux, of course. You gotta get that just right and nail it. But um mm-hmm. yeah, I love food to me is, is is a hobby. I consider it a hobby. Uh it's something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um uh, uh so Christopher's sort Christopher's of sorta caught the culinary bug a little bit. He's more comfy in the kitchen than he used to be, so that's a good thing. Okay.
0: Okay, no oh well, listen, another great reference. Uh shout out to the Boston Butt. I eat butt all the time. There you go. It's one of the all-time greatest moments in
1: oh, Archie's, oh, Mad Archie's Madhouse House comic. Madhouse. Incredible. Incredible. I I there's no words. I it, I'm just I'm only saying it out loud Is so it- the listening audience can know, but Zorro. Zorro. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean to be
2: distracting the podcast no, with my... Uh, comic no. Books.
1: I, no, I don't I, know where no, do you think you fact, are, that, that, this, be... that any behavior will be a problem. Okay. Um, but
0: yeah, this is, just, this is just as good as it gets. Okay, so, all right, so we got the snack thing covered. So, so in terms of just generally, you're, how do you deal with soreness? Because I have a bad back, and... You know, it's hard to it's hard to get around. You do end up having a little bit of what they call da- uh dad strength right. as a as a father myself. Mm-hmm. What is what do you think is it icy hot? Is there something in particular because sometimes they the the doctor tells you, "Well, you should stretch and you should do this other stuff." I don't want to do that. No. I'm I I, I just kind of want to get through my day and without having to do the particulars. Is there anything that you do? um it's it's funny we um in in the room right next to me here,
2: we, we, you know, we have uh, a stationary exercise bike and, uh, you know, every time I use it, I wipe the cobwebs off and then I use it for the first time in a month and <laughs> I feel pretty good about myself. Um, no, I'm not a big exercise guy. Um, and, and I do feel aging and, you know, when I notice it is that, um, uh, Christopher's daughter, my granddaughter is four what a great age. And, you know, I'm sometimes getting down on the floor to play mm-hmm. with her, to color or, you know, do a puzzle or something. Getting up from the floor is not as easy as it used to be. You know, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I find myself now, you know, it's just not, it's not all legs anymore. You know, sometimes I gotta, you know, put my hand right. on the floor and sort of like hoist myself up, you know, as, as if I'm, I'm, I'm on a pulley. So, um, yeah but you know what it's uh i'm i'm in pretty good shape for my age i think and uh and and i can't complain no complaints
0: see see me i got i have a little uh use my momentum thing because there are times i'll get on the floor with my son and because he's three great and you know i'll play with him or whatever and and then by the by the time that I want to get up. And sometimes this is after this is after a day of work and all I'm doing is walking upstairs and walking downstairs. Right. And yeah, that can get pretty strenuous. So when I'm down on the floor and I try to get up, there's this little moment where I realize, oh, oh, this might not be happening as fast as I yes. think it will. So uh, there might there's a little bit of a you know how you stop drop and roll there's a little bit of a just take the stop and drop out and just roll yes. so a little roll and then you then you kind of
1: Boris Karloff another Boris Karloff history. Oh, was that, that was that like, not my great Boris fan if yes if i'm wrong i do you have a Boris Karloff impression in your back pocket i feel like you might
2: <laughs> i should i i, wish I'm I had <laughs> planned for it um, whenever the word Boris Karloff, uh, comes up, I, I always think of the, uh, the, the song from the mid sixties, the monster mash. I was working in a lab late one night, you know, um, but, uh, no, I wish I had a Boris Karloff, uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, but- I was just, it was a
1: shot in the dark. Cause if the answer was yes, the content would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> no, but no, three, it was you, just you, a shot in the you, dark. You're, you're a three-year-old, um. Man, uh, life gets tougher once they start, uh, walking and then running and then they never stop. Yeah. Uh, when, 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 um, when my wife and I watch our granddaughter, um, it's, it's an exercise, man. When, if we're watching her overnight, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to give her back to her parents,
0: not because we don't love her, but because, uh, it's, it's exerting (laughs) no doubt no it's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a lot of work i i look forward to the days that i leave uh anytime whether it's whether it's my parents or or her parents or or even my sister or in some cases my brother my brother's kind of like designated uncle take care of all of the right. the nieces and nephews uh type of thing so so for sure no i see my son now in the way that he it's the the movement, the idea that, hey, I'm going to, he's like a, he's like a, it's almost like a gymnast, a gymnast with no, no idea of what he's actually doing. Right. So when he's jumping on top of the couch and he wants to do like whatever type, he wants to do like a somersault or something. He wants to try like a whole bunch of nonsense. You freak out. Like I, right. it, just little stuff like that just, get, just gets me nervous. Yeah. So dealing with that aspect of things has been a little bit it's been a little bit of a change and and the the other thing is you know because now back when i was a kid we didn't have 3k we didn't have 3k and 4k and all these school things and we, it was just kindergarten. So now he's going. He's going to 3K, and he's going with these other kids. All these kids got germs, and he's bringing back the germs. And and Jake tried to explain to me before we were talking to you before you came on that all kids have germs. But I'm just I'm just saying I don't want to be dealing with these other little kids germs. And then my kid brings it back, and then my voice is all funky. Right. So it's just <laughs> back in my day. We had kindergarten. Hey, so and that,
1: that's where no, it started. I, they really, they didn't have preschool when you were like. You're not that much older than me. No,
0: but <laughs> but I'm saying they have three. They have three K where you was going in three yeah, years old. No,
2: yeah, when I was doing. I did
1: preschool for three or four. Yeah. No, that's. Oh no, but that was. But you remember how old are you,
2: Jake? You're,
1: like, you're like twenty years no, younger I'm like than nine me. Nine years younger than you. What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: You're right about that though. And and another thing that uh, I smile at is the idea that now uh, every like elementary school has a graduation ceremony. You know, it used to be just high school and college. You yeah. had an actual ceremony. Now, you know, you graduate from kindergarten and they have a ceremony. Like how many dropouts are there in kindergarten? Do we really need to like give you a prize for <laughs> <to> graduating <laughs> kindergarten and, and elementary school? You know, I can't quite figure that out. You know, more power to you, but uh, you know.
1: Oh, uh, what is oh, this thing?
0: 20,000 leagues under the sea. Wow, seat. Yeah. Well, Captain Nemo. Fifteen action. cents. Yeah. Here's a two hundred
2: issue. I don't know whether that's a big deal or not. What is that? Whoa!
1: How much that, that might, might be more. worth?
2: I'm
0: not
1: like that. What? Two hundred.
0: That that star? that might be worth yeah. some scratch, Greg. I
1: don't know.
0: I uh, wish they all had Batman gear
1: One off. Volume One Hundred Number Two Hundred. Uh, yeah, so you ordered yeah, worth. Let me yeah. see. Um, twelve cents.
2: Still can't get over twelve cents. Nothing is twelve cents. Uh, let me see. Cent,
0: I know. Think <laughs> yeah. about that now. You Be
1: a, Spend twelve cents no, if you want. Nothing you at know, all. Um, no.
2: <laughs> right? What's a pack of gum cost now? A buck
1: and a half. Even a, okay, depending, 99. I I don't know what the condition of it is. But that comic. Can I see it again? Just to confirm, we're looking at the same one. <laughs> yeah, that comic. In mint condition, it was once sold for over two thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I don't know that it's mint great. condition. I think not crease it you, up. It's in very good condition. Oh, here's one of these. Yeah, toys. I would. Remember, I told you I used to buy all the soldiers. Here, here's a a one hundred yeah. toy soldier set for a buck twenty five. All of my allowance <laughs> wow. went on crap like this when
0: I was a kid. One twenty five. Mm-hmm. I. I man uh, any of them little toys today i got the the little uh marvel toys for my own son that was like 30 bucks and we talking about the miniature joints that uh now so it's uh it's it's a different time that's for yeah that that that's for I sure that saved um, uh, all of those little toy um, soldiers god knows where those are probably in a little somewhere <laughs> i know like i have i have a i have a uh, back uh back at my parents, they have a toy chest of all the like the old toys I used to have. So when my son goes over there or my my sister's kids, uh my niece and nephew, like they'll play with the toys oh, too. Cool. So it's it, 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 it is surreal when you watch them play with the toys that you grew up playing with. So it was uh it's a very, very cool moment. But all right, so I'm so I'm also thinking, Greg so just in terms of dealing with social media now you like me i feel like i i will i will log on to i will log on to twitter and i will see just a lot of stuff and it's a lot of a lot to navigate right. i have to imagine what is that like for you particularly and how have you especially now that you have your own show and you you and you know chris and and Yeti are always on you to try and promote the thing. So how does that go for you? How do you deal with that? Um, I don't spend a lot of time with it, to be honest with you. Um,
2: You know, they Yeti and and Christopher run the, the Greg Cody show Twitter. Uh, I deal with my own Twitter, but I mostly use it for just to promote stuff that, that I'm involved in. You know, if I write a new column, I'm going to tweet out that, Hey, I got a new column that I wrote today. Take a look at it if you want. Um, I don't, use Twitter as much, as much as I should, or the way I should, you know, I should use it as just saying a bunch of funny stuff and just making comments about crazy stuff going on in sports. And, but I just don't do that that much. And, uh, I'm on Facebook and, and Instagram even less, you know, Twitter is what I'm on mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. I, I certainly appreciate people who, who follow me and, um,
0: more power to them. <laughs> no, you you deserve all the power, yeah. sir. Um, if I if I had to ask you, out of all of the people, and let's exclude Chris from this, out of all of the people in that studio in the Clevelander, if you had to pick one to that you're gonna go hang out and have a beer with, and that's and that and that's it. And actually, I'll exclude Dan from this okay. too. Let's take Dan Stugats and Chris out of it. and <laughs> I, I want to know who is the Who's the shipping container member that you're going to have a beer with and that you're going to have a good time with? Out wow, of anyone? that's
2: uh that's a very good question. Uh, I hadn't really thought about that. And and you, you probably eliminated the three people who would have been in my top three in terms of having a beer with or in Dan's mm-hmm. case, it would be a very, very right. expensive tequila. Um,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. um,
2: I, you know, this is going to sound like bullshit. I, I enjoy the whole cast. You know,
0: um oh, I'm sure you do, yeah. You
2: know, I, I Jessica's a lot of fun to be around. I, I feel like I'm still getting to know her. Um Mike Ryan is you know, who we have sort of a weird relationship, but um he's great. Billy Billy's
0: great. Uh you know, Roy's great. Uh I wanna hang out with Billy. That's who I wanna yeah. hang out with, honestly. He's- I want to hang yeah, out he's with Billy fun because he's, he's, he just seems so off He's the got wall. such a
2: droll personality. And like a lot of people in that room, you're not ever sure whether what he's saying is shtick or whether it's what he actually believes. And you sort of have to navigate that on the fly, <laughs> uh, which, which I think is part of the dynamic of the show that makes it popular. And, um, uh, but, but yeah, they're, they're, they're all great. They, they really are. And, um, I, I I can't say much. I could say something bad about somebody, but I won't.
0: Just kidding. I mean... Yeah, it's, don't. <laughs> that time you called. No, no I just remember... <laughs> just another show memory. That time that, that it was a local hour. And it was back when it was on, I think, it was still on 790. And... I think you called Dan an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just it was so it was so funny. I oh man, everybody was everybody who listened to it was dying yeah. that day. I, I, Greg, I don't think you realize how many people like love you <laughs> and, and just like enjoy your day when you show up to just make a mess. Well, you know
2: what, I I I do get a good sense of, of people really enjoying it. People are very kind to me in that way, and and when when there's a Moss Miami fan event, uh people are, are very kind to me. So I I definitely feel the love. And the interesting dynamic with Dan and I is that, you know, I've known him since uh he was an intern at the Miami Herald right out of University of Miami. I've known him since he was like 21 or something. So more you know more than half his life I've known Dan and and I was a mentor to him at first. And so we we just have a, a relationship where I can call him an asshole. If he's saying something that I don't like and yeah, uh, you know, I feel like he's you know <laughs> making fun of something that doesn't deserve you know being made fun of. I'll tell it like it is, and um, people appreciate that. I think you know I don't walk on eggshells around Dan. If he's being an asshole, I'll I'll tell it.
0: And 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 you should, Greg. Like Greg, you a superstar. Never forget <laughs> that. Like you 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 you're the man right. out here. You're the man out here. We 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 definitely love you. This has been this has been so much fun. So as we close things down a bit and get ready to go, I prepared something for you, Greg. I write poetry, Nice. and I said when I found out that there's this was a possibility, I said to myself, um, "All right, you know what? Let me write something for Greg. Wow. Let me read something for Greg. I got got something a little prepared I'm for honored. you, and I want to do it. Want to do it before my voice uh, from from them damn kids." Uh, gets me gets me out of here so I can't properly properly say it. So, <clears throat> let me clear my throat <laughs> and take a swig of this water. Dramatic. It was dramatic. Yes. This is to Greg Cody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to Greg Cody, our truly washed king. We salute you. Or that kind of thing. From the moments that hit the nail on the head exactly to the hard network outs stories, and Zagyaki. For there's more to you than the laughs barrage. It has stood the test of time like your garage. And there is so much more to say, like how we appreciate back in my day telling us how things used to be. Old storytelling, it fits the bill to a T. A great Cody Tuesday is never filler. No one does better than the show killer. What would be great is a fantasy update. We are the Lobos is the chant that's never late. More so than anything, Greg, you are the champ. And this show is grateful to be in your camp. Now, how will I end this? I'm not sure where to go. But just like the Greg Cody show, the answer is, you never know. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I
2: I can tell you that I think that is the first time poetry has been directed at me. The, the first time I have been the subject of poetry was just now. And so uh, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I want to have it framed. I, you, you have my email. I want you to text me that poem and I will have it framed. Um, and, I will. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great honor. I, I'm, I'm kidding, but seriously, uh, I, I do appreciate that. That was cool.
0: No, and I and I want to and I want to tell you this as as we get ready to wrap up. I think when it comes to the lebatard show, and I think everything it was it was introduced to me by Amin um, some year some years back when we were listening to something that Amin was doing on a on a, on a separate network, and you know as I started to listen, it just became a part of my day, and you as well became a part of my week. I'm out there every day, whether it's hot, whether it's cold or and stuff like that. So I think what, you know, feeling like being a part of it, even just by listening has been such a pleasure. So I think the fact that I get to speak to you and more importantly, we get to speak to you here is uh, truly an honor truly an honor and a privilege and i don't say that sarcastically i i really do mean no, that. i i um so we we thank you so much for joining and, us and i
2: really appreciate you saying that i do and uh i don't take that for granted but you know we hear a lot from fans of the show saying how stuff like you've said in a way and and how maybe we help them get through a tough time in their life or something of that nature and uh that that means a lot to me and that's one of the reasons why i love doing my own podcast is that, uh, there's something very intimate about just hearing someone's voice, you know, know whether there's a video element or not, just, uh, hearing someone's voice. And, and, you know, we all want people listening to us to feel like they're our friend and we're their friend and, and they're, they're showing up to, to chat with us, to hear us once a week. And, uh, and and that's a pretty powerful thing. And, uh, I'm very grateful, very grateful to, um,
0: touch people like that uh when i can as well yes absolutely sir we want to thank you so much for joining us before you go where can we find everything that you do greg well um i
2: where can yeah we find yeah it? you know google my name and in, in the miami herald to find all my columns uh the greg cody show with greg cody podcast drops every monday at 7 a.m eastern and uh we, we're a once a week podcast and. Um, I'm with Levitard every Tuesday, and uh, that's about it. I'm I'm too old to work any harder than that, so it's it's the writing, the podcast, and and Levitard, and that's uh, that about covers me.
0: And Twitter. Mm. That that that's awesome. Right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Jake, where can you we can follow, follow me at Jake
1: Christie? Uh, I do tweet too much. Uh, I definitely it would be healthier for me if I had the same attitude towards Twitter as Greg. Okay. <laughs>
0: you can follow you could follow me on twitter at anthony canton underscore three follow the show at mc university pod as this episode drops just wanted to let the people know anybody who listens to the show we've had merch come out uh, lately and soon very soon we will be dropping a hashtag washed agenda i guess shirts and Correct. hoodies yep. jake is, is is what we got so we will be having those soon uh, in, inspired. because listen Washed Agenda kind of comes a lot from Greg Cody. So the fact that this has happened now, it gives us the impetus to send out our message to the world. So appreciate everybody for listening. Appreciate everybody for supporting. For Greg Cody and Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Canton the third. This has been Marvel Cinema.